All right, and welcome back to issue 24 of TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk and crime. Together, we are the Woodward and Bernstein of the Dorkshire Gooniverse. Friar, my guy, how's it going? I am doing great, Doc. How are you doing this fine week? I, I, I'm, I'm doing well. It was a busy week, a little, little frazzled this week. My mom normally, uh, normally comes up to take care of swaggins, and uh, uh, she's a Tax pro, so busy, busy time of the year. Oh, so. oh God, this, that's right. I got to do that stuff too. Yeah, right. So uh, uh, my job, though, thank God. Right. So I was a little, a little behind. So I didn't get to read as many books uh, this week as I normally do. But uh, all things considered, very, very excited for the uh, episode today. The issue. Well, you at today. least got two reviews out this week. I, I did. didn't get any reviews out because I'm a lazy bump. No, someone, <laughs> someone else wanted to review Suicide Squad for a future Suicide Squad this week. So I decided to. Let them go and take that one uh, over on Geeks Worldwide. But I did read it, and, and uh, I, we'll talk about it more in the tie-in and, and when we get to what's new. But I was able to catch up on a couple things. U.S. Agent Issue 2 over uh, from Marvel Comics, solid. Christopher Priest writes it, so I like it. Like I'm, It's a guarantee. I don't care a ton about the character, but I, I like the way Priest tells the story. And you know he gives you a little cliffhanger at the end of this one, too. So I'm going to... Ride it out for at least the first arc. I don't know how long he's going to go with it, but he's somebody that he he's earned that with me. Like I give you a, at least one arc guaranteed, and I'm going to go with it. Also, um, I finally caught up on King and Black. And for those who listened last time, Doc may or may not have he came kind of close to spoiling it. Some might argue that he did. I don't know. I mean, you got to see your. Um, I would argue sponsor. the end of the book. I, I would argue that the end of the book is this is the big one. Little, little, but yeah, it was close. Yeah, I was kind of close. Yeah, yeah. You may want to talk to your spoiler sponsor at some point. I don't know if <laughs> if that's Freddie or or somebody else, but yeah, you got to make sure that you talk to them because I think it, it deserves a check in at least. But right. I, I'll tell you what, that event has been awesome. I am not reading any of the tie ins or anything like that. And you're are you reading the Namor one after making fun of it? No, no, still not reading anymore. Okay. All right, so there's not like we're we're doing fine just with that. I think it's five issues for the event. So yeah, I I would recommend it to anybody right now at this point. I love the friggin' art in that book too. That I'm book saying. was nuts, right? I mean, I, out of definitely out of all three issues, that one was, uh, I think, just the most fucking crackers went out there. Yeah, yeah, it was just intense. It was intense. Yeah, it's pretty freaking intense. I mean, this like it's. Dave Donny Cates has done a really good job, and I think his run is come like with Venom and all that stuff is coming to an end. Because I saw when I went to the comic store today, I think I saw something about uh, the 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 like the previews or the solicits that came out. I can't find it. I have it somewhere on my table. I have no idea where it is. It's a friggin' mess. But he like I think his end is coming. Um, or the run is coming in like April ish. Yeah, because so. he's already what 40, 50 issues in. I mean, it's something it's, crazy like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if you want to know more about Venom or Absolute Carnage, go back and listen to. Um, I forget which issues you did those, Doc, but you talked about Venom a while back. Nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's in the, the 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 titles for you guys. It's, whether you're looking on Geeks Worldwide Radio or you're looking on the Change My Mind Audio Channel, easy find for you guys. Um, but there's also you know new stuff that came out this week, Doc. And like I said, you got to review a couple things. So why don't you lead us off with what's out for uh, DC Comics this week? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, as you know, if, unless you've been living under a rock, you know, for the past several weeks, it's uh, it's Future State, right? So we're we're three weeks going into going into four weeks, right? Almost a month in at this point. And uh, so two books that I uh, read and reviewed um, is. Uh, uh, the one book I actually read and reviewed for uh, Future State was Dark Detective Number Two. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this is hands down, uh, out of all the books that I've read uh, for Future State, uh, it's been my favorite one. Dan Moore's uh, on the R, and uh, I've never read anything by um, Mariko Tamaki, but it mm-hmm. is tremendous. And uh, it's th- th- this issue, uh, it's uh, issue two. Uh, gets gets right into it. Answers a lot of a lot of the questions that uh, you know they gave you in the first issue, and like <laughs> to keep harping on Worlds of War, you know this book got right into the action, and the story's great, and it's got two more books after this to complete its story, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So you can uh, check my review uh, for that. Uh, over I am so Twitter. mad that I didn't get that book. That was I, I, oh. look. I, I would have felt bad if I had Dark Detective and if I had the, the next Batman. I as much as like doing Batman stuff. But man, like that. And the Red Story. Like I have yeah. not been a big fan of the, the 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 short stories that have accompanied most of these books. I mean, some of them are fine. Some eh, whatever. Uh, but both short stories that have been associated with the Dark Detective books, I think it was the Grifter um, mm-hmm. in uh, Dark Detective number one, fantastic. And it's a Red Hood story in this one, Nick. And the two of them, uh, it's just like, guys, I want to read more about. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and they wrote in my review, and the, you know, I just did a quick little thing about the Red Hood, and it's a it's a different, it's sort of a different take on his character. You know, there's there's some similarities, but it's different. And I wish, I wish that they had done at least at least a two book arc on like just give Red Hood if you'd given him two issues like you did with so many of these other characters, I think it would have sold like hotcakes. It would it was fantastic. God, I actually went and got the Red Hood, the McFarlane one. It came in that the two pack oh, with uh, that, huh? with Nightwing. I have Nightwing in my room somewhere, but I love this Red Hood one, and I'm so pissed at myself. I, just, I knew it was coming out with a dark detective crap, and I didn't know. I just didn't, I just had a brain fart. So, yeah. But I'm glad I have the next Batman. So Now, I ended up reading um, Future State Suicide Squad. That was one I was going to write a review for, like I mentioned earlier. And I'll tell you what, Joe. We'll, we'll talk about it more in the tie-in, but I'm going to leave it at this. That, that issue, Future State Suicide Squad, might be the most important book in all of Future State. Huh. Yeah. So huh. – Doc and I will be talking more about Future State when we uh, we do our tie-in on Friday. Again, that's not available on the audio channel. That's only on Change My Mind Twitter account, Doc's Twitch feed, and over on the Dork Shared Gooniverse Facebook page. But, Doc, you also reviewed um, Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn. Such a freaking mouthful. Katana Collins has been doing a great job. I've read the first three issues. How's the fourth one? Uh, it's the best one yet. And, you know, what's, what's great about, you know, this – this book and this this story is that you know each book just keeps getting better and better and uh this you know we hit the halfway point you know with this issue and uh it all the pieces are just about in place and so you get a lot of reveals in this book a lot of the story unfolds and your 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 peepers are damn near popped the entire book which is great and when you get the big reveal at the end uh, you're just like, holy shit! This is this is awesome. So, Katana Collins is doing a great job, and and I'm I love, I love 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 Matteo Scalera's art. It's it's very Sean Murphy esque, but just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 what they do, it just really paints this beautiful picture of like a 1940s 1950s you know noir film noir setting, and uh, I can't get enough of it. It's it's one of my favorite books, hands down. 
Well, that's another thing too with with Scalia's art. Like it's like you said, it's it's great that it looks kind of like Sean Murphy, but we want a different tone too. And of course, the colors play a big part into that as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm blanking on who the colorist is. I know you wrote it in your review. Which, <laughs> yeah, don't read the spoiler section of Doctor Review. He he denotes it. It's important. Like he 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 puts it there. That's what we're supposed to do. Don't read that portion of his review <laughs> until you've read the book. Just yeah. throwing that out there for everybody. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like we want a different vibe because this is a story about a female character. So there's yeah. good, as much as she can be dark as anybody, there should be a different vibe. And there's obviously a very different vibe to yeah. this Harley Quinn versus all the other ones. So if you want to hear more about uh, about that outside of Doc's review and outside of what we're talking about here, go back and listen to the Katana Collins interview. Again, available in the same spaces, only an audio version for our uh, interviews. Now, for this week with Marvel, I know Deadpool 10 is out, and this is still, uh, I believe Kelly Thompson is still on it. Yeah, Kelly Thompson's still on it. I've been reading this one. So we got a little uh, King in Black tie-in. We'll see where that goes. I haven't read it yet, but for those watching, you guys get at least a look at the cover. And I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed what she's done with that character so far. And, I you know, everybody tries to put give their take on Deadpool, but, you know, still be respectful, I guess, to the character. And and she's I I think she's a good writer so she's done a pretty good job. Uh, you got a new issue of Daredevil this week? Uh, new issue of Daredevil. Haven't read it yet, but issue. I mean, we're twenty six issues in now, and uh, issue twenty five was fantastic. And I, I'll tell you, issue twenty five is just as every bit as good as issues one, two, five, ten, twelve. I mean, they've all been fantastic, and it's taken a great turn over the last several issues. So. Uh, I would definitely recommend getting it on this book. Oh, would you? Oh, I've never heard. Yeah. Why haven't you told me this before? I mean, I would have. I would have absolutely read the goddamn book, Frank. I would have absolutely gotten in on Daredevil if you told me about him, like you know, when we first started doing this show, so I could talk about it with you or something, <laughs> you know. But um, no, I still, have, I still have that sitting. I know exactly where that. Th Actually, no, is right. Oh no, I don't know. Oh, there it is. I see it now. I see where it is on my table. Ah. So I have a lot of I still have a lot of things I'm trying to catch up on reading, but Daredevil should be at the top of my list, and it has not been, and I hear about it every day, more or less, from Dr. Joe. Now, uh, let's see. Let's see if I can share my screen for those who are watching along with us. Uh, Doc and I, you know, talked about this right before the show. Of course, we don't we don't think I don't think of this till last minute. But why not show you guys the images of the covers that were some of the, uh, of the stuff we're talking about? Now, this week, Spawn 314 is coming. I tell you guys all the time how I love the artwork in this book. And I, Todd McFarlane, I, I like the character. Obviously, it's his creation, and I love the look. I just sometimes the writing, I wish it was a little bit better. But still, like the events are good. The plotting's not always bad. But just the, uh, but the dialogue and all these different things sometimes like eh, I wish I wish it was a little bit better but oh you love spawn you've never mentioned it before never mentioned it before well, I haven't talked about I haven't done a you know an episode on spawn for the show either so just you know, want to make sure everybody's aware uh anyways so the, I got actually two covers this week when I went and picked it up and I think everybody can kind of understand why when you look at these when you got covers by Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo I think you gotta you know I think you have to pick them up and this one I believe is the uh Capullo cover here and then this one, oh, whoops, I'm not in it now. And then this one is the McFarlane one, although I'm having a little trouble differentiating between two. But aside, but moving on from that, uh, Doc, what else is out from Image this week? Uh, Department of Truth number five. Uh, this is another book that just continues to get uh, better and better. And uh, again, much like uh, with Harley Quinn number four, a lot of reveals. In this book, a nice little um, a nice little twist happens here, which is great. So this is. This is a story that's it's really getting into it and really starting to come into its own, which is saying something because it's been fantastic 
uh, up until this point already. And then uh, Nail Biter returns number nine. Uh, I'm a little behind on this one. I haven't read the last. I didn't read uh, issue eight yet as, uh, either. But uh, again, just continues to be another great series. Okay. Now, what about Boom? I feel like that was a big week over there. Big, big week in Boom. And this is part of the reason why I had a hard time reading. So much shit was out this week and trying to, you know, pare it all down. But we had uh, Something is Killing the Children, number 14. Uh, again, this is another book. It's sort of like Once in Future in terms of. You know, you you think it's starting to you know come to a bit of a conclusion, and then all of a sudden it turns on the fucking gas uh, and is taking off. And so here we are, issue fourteen, and uh, just 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 keeps getting better and better. So uh, I, I really enjoyed this issue. Um, and then we only find them when they're dead. Number five, I believe this is the last issue. Thankfully. Uh, it's been a good book, but I think it was definitely an issue too long. I, I went to start to read this one and uh, wasn't feeling it, just maybe with the mood I was in, and, and hmm. so I'll get back to it. Um, and then two more, um, Unkindness of Ravens, number five. This has been a great little uh, uh, little story, not one that I, I, I typically would read, but you know, following you know the, the rule. Doc's Golden Rule. I when I picked up the first issue, I, I loved it. So this has been a great story. And then, uh, lastly, Dune House of Atreides uh, uh, number four came out, and I believe this one's only um, how many? It actually might be twelve issues long. I can't remember. Uh, but this has been a good book as well, and I'm looking forward uh, to finishing this up and then uh, watching the movie when it comes out. Real quick, just to circle back on the covers that I shared from Spawn, the one with him holding the axe is from Taunton Revolver, who I'm whose work I'm not as familiar with, but I freaking I, I had to get that cover. I normally don't yeah. buy two, but I really had to do that. But I'm, but I'm so, so but going back to what you're talking about here, we only find them when they're dead. Now you we didn't do an episode because that's only five issues, so you so this just started. Yeah. Is, this, is this a book you could see yourself doing an issue on down the line or no? It was. Uh, if you had asked me at book three, I probably would have said I'm on the fence and we'll see, kind of see how it wraps up. And then it's it kind of lost me just a bit. So I probably won't do an issue on this uh, unless I'm in a better mood when I go to read the last book and something awesome and it happens and kind of changes my mind. But uh, mm -hmm. as of right now, yeah, yeah, see, unless, unless something really drastically changes, I, it, it was a good story, but not one that I think I would do on the show. Okay, and one thing I should mention before we move on to what's what's out with uh, from Dark Horse this week: these uh, what's new is presented by Rogue Grips. Use promo code Friar to get twenty five percent off your first over or order over on RogueGrips.com. Dark Horse this week, Doc. You, I don't read a ton of Dark Horse stuff, and I, I sometimes I've, I like it's one of those things where I, I feel like there's more stuff that they have that I want to like, but I just I'm just, I don't find a ton. But Witcher Fading Memories issue three is out this week. And I'm so freaking annoyed because this is one that we're both reading right now. I go to get my oil change today and I'm like, all right, it's right near where I right near Newberry, which I get comics there. I get them at Toy Vault and there's a third place I get them from as well. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'll go there now instead of waiting until Friday like I do. I tend to do. And I get to Newberry where I was going to pick up Witcher Fading Memories. And I was like, oh, no, wait, it's issue three. We already got issue three, right? It, no, I'm fine. I don't need that. It's just from last week. That's a leftover. That's weird that that's out. And I was also going to go and pre-order Noctera because as much as you and I are going to be getting stuff from Snyder in the mail, I think I'm like, I want to get the stuff that's being mass produced too. What happens? I get other stuff while I'm there, but I totally forget to pick up um, 
So I, I totally forget to pick up Witcher Fading Memories, and I forget to pre-order Noctera. Unbelievable. I just I, I was like halfway home when I realized I, that was like the main reason I freaking went there. What the fuck? I, I I I know I can be a goddamn space shot, and, and but Jesus Christ, Nick, you went there for two things specifically, and you did neither of them. Neither of them. Unbelievable. Not even apparent yet. I don't have a freaking excuse for this shit. It's sad. All right. Anyways, that's it for Dark Horse this week. IDW. Uh, IDW had uh, two books, uh, Yusaki Yojimbo, uh, Wanderer's Road, number three. So this is just some old um, classic Yusaki Yojimbo stories being uh, uh, reprinted in color, which is mm. great. So uh, if you're, you're new to Yusaki Yojimbo, if you've never read Yusaki Yojimbo, these are great books to get because – uh, they're they're old stories, so you can get familiar with the character and and with a lot of the background um, of that world. Um, and then Star Wars Adventure Smugglers Run number two. Uh, this is what I'm looking forward to reading uh, because I I enjoyed the first one; it was great. Uh, and even though you know these Star Wars adventure books are geared towards a, a younger audience, uh, it just felt like a good Star Wars story to me, uh, and didn't feel like I was reading anything childish or anything like that. So. Uh, I think it's only two issues long, so I'm looking forward to finishing this one. God forbid we read anything childish when we're talking about comics. You know what I mean? That's just <laughs> heaven forbid that ever happened. All right. So that brings us to what we have planned for this week. And we have – you. okay. I don't remember. I know last issue was a Marvel DC issue, and I know I talked – I believe I talked DC the week before that as well. But hasn't it has it been a while for you since you talked in indie book, or was that only two issues ago? I'm drawing a blank. Jesus, I'm trying to remember. I think it's been a little while because we had uh, the Marvel uh, run of stuff up until, um, uh, you know, the the holiday issue, mm -hmm. uh, and then I did Klaus. So that was uh, right, Klaus, right. That was uh, that was an indie book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then I'm trying to think if I did an indie book in between uh, then and now. And oh, I, you had thumbs. You had thumbs, thumbs as I talked right. to Sean Lewis. Yeah, because you did Spider-Man before that as well. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. So we did. So this. So in 2021, you have done Spider-Man, Life Story, Thumbs, and The Vision. The Vision, right? So just the one indie book until now. So we're getting we're getting back into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is so I chose for this week Sentient uh, by Jeff Lemire. Uh, from TKO Studios, and I don't think I've done a TKO Studios book yet on this show. This is my first one. You're right. You haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Holy crap. Uh, we've okay. talked a lot of TKO, as we should, uh, but this is the first time that I've I've discussed one on the show, and so I picked this book up. I was, you know, I was unaware of it, um, and but TKO, they, they're always sending you emails and, and tweeting out specials and things like that, and so this was on sale. Um and I looked at it, it was sentient, and then I see who wrote it, Jeff Lemire. Boom, done, sold. I don't care how much it costs, I'm buying it. And uh, so written by Jeff Lemire, artist, uh, you heard this name last week, uh, Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. He also was the artist on The Vision. No uh, kidding. And uh, the letter how that works. And it's funny, too, because the art's very different between the two books. Same artist, but completely different styles. Uh, which which I enjoyed, um, but the letterer uh, was Steve Wands, and I couldn't find the colorist, uh, so it could have also been Gabriel Hernandez uh, Walter on that as well. Um, but this uh, was a six book arc, as most TK TKO books are. Yeah, um, and it was part of their phase two, so this came out in uh, 2019. 
Okay. I, I, I want to say real quick, obviously Lemire is a big name in the, in the business and I've seen some of the cover art for this. I don't think I've seen, I mean, I've seen a little interior art. I mean, TKO is one of the best Twitter follows in, in all of comics, comics, Twitter. It's uh, no questions asked. And I follow them on Instagram too, but I was never just from seeing, like, it seemed like we're dealing with kids, you know, a lot more and everything. I just, I, that's not going to necessarily draw me in right away. So I'm glad that you read it so we can talk about it because this is what I would just almost always say. Like, yeah, nah, I'm all set. Yeah. And, and so, you know, th what the name implies, you know, sentient. So you, you think you're dealing with robots and, and you're in outer space. We get, we have a really good, you know, sci-fi uh, story uh, on our hands here. So um, I'll, I'll read the little synopsis and then we'll kind of get into it. And so when a separatist attack kills every adult on board, a colony ship in deep space, it is up to Valerie, the onboard AI, to help the ships uh, help the ship's children survive. Uh, but as they're pursued by dangerous forces, can Valerie become uh, more than what she's programmed to be? Uh, and that's a savior to these children. And so the book gets right into it. And 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 so for, for those that have you know been been watching and listening from the get go, you know that Jeff Lemire is one of my guys. He's one of my my Mount Rushmore writers. And so this is the second book of his that I've done on this show. We have to do that sometime, Mount Rushmore writers. Yeah, you know, the old wooden ship story, you know? Yeah. Who came uh, up with those? I can't remember. I feel like you did. I don't know. I, I, I might have. You know, I come up with a lot of great shit. And, Maybe it's uh, PCP. I don't know. And, hmm. those, those commie bastards going to come up with something that good. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you can't have you can't have four people standing above the rest on their book, right? There's no right, way. Right, right. My mistake. My mistake. Oh, how silly of me. So this Anyways. this was just a tremendous book. And when I when I say a book, you know, is quick, I don't ever mean that as a bad thing. Uh, it, it, I read it so fast because it was it was just again, it's one of those books you just want to keep going. You just want to keep going. The story is engrossing, and 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 the thing I love about Lemire. He just like you know Zadarsky and Tyne, they're they're great character writers, right? Mm -hmm. And so what what the premise of this this story is about? It basically is that Earth is fucked, okay? Oh. And so the powers that that be have decided that we got to get the fuck off this planet because it's not going to last too much longer. And so they start to you know they start they start to send people into space to start colonizing planets. And so that's sort of where the, the, the story starts off. You're on the USS Montgomery, which is uh, the spaceship. And it's got about 30-something people on board um, comprised of, you know, adults and, and their children. And they're being sent to a specific planet to, to, to start the recolonization um, of it. And on the way there, they enter, you know, this dead zone for a period of six months, however long it's going to be where there's no uh, no communications, you know, whatsoever. So that plays that plays into the story a bit. With the themselves other, or like with the outside? With like the outside. They can't, okay. you know, so if something happens, they can't, you know, they can't get a distress call out or anything. No like. SOS. So it. there's a lot of tension built into the story. And 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 um, Lemire does a great job at, at building that tension throughout. Uh, but one of the other factors at play here is that there's uh, – and. and you know, this was written in 2019. You could see it then. You really see it now where you've got a divide. You've got, you know, the government and then you've got these separatists, you know, which are sort of viewed at view, viewed as sort of like terrorists. And okay. on the ship, one of those separatists infiltrates the crew and kills all the adults. 
Oh, so, oh, wow. Okay, now, okay, now, time out. Yep. How far into this book do, th does that happen? Page two, page three. Okay, all right. Quick, all right. So it's we're good. It's spoiler. It's quick. I, I, no, I, I, I understand. Okay, I, I figured it wasn't because that would be a pretty, like, blatant thing to spoil. <laughs> right. But I, to say, like, you put it so bluntly as opposed to the Thor stuff. Now, with with this, though, I <laughs> with this though, like that's instantly drawing me in more now that I know that that's kind of where things started off. So okay. Yeah. And so one one of the you know, as I as I talked about in the synopsis there is that, you know, on board the ship is this AI named named Valerie. And you know, she's you know, there's overrides in place so that she cannot act unless given authorization and 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 things like that. But there's, there's all these little things that happen right within that first issue. Uh, where you know the separatist gets in, all the you know all the adults are dead. It's now just the children, and so now this AI sort of takes this role as a, a mother to these children. And and the the primary objective is still to get this ship and those passengers to the planet for colonization. So you know all, all the little things that happen throughout this book, you know six issues. Is is great because there's great care because you're dealing with I think the oldest child on that on that ship is like 13. Before you continue, would you say that Valerie's main objective is to make sure nothing is killing the children? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, her main objective is to get, to get the crew there safe. Yeah, that was a good. One. I need goose. I need goose soundboard to do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, we do need a soundboard. That'd be pretty. That'd be okay, pretty let's let. We're still crawling before we start walking. <laughs> Got to think big, brother. Got to think yeah. big. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, all the things that happen, and there's a lot of tension that is continued, that, that continues to get built, uh, you know, throughout, you know, the book. So even though that's a pretty big event that happens right right from, you know, Jump Street, you know, it, the, it's almost like a space version of Lord of the Flies, except, you know, the kids aren't, like, all trying to kill each other. They're just, they're just, they're, they're scared, and, but they've got to, become adults they've got to take on roles because if they don't they're all gonna die mm -hmm. and so this is just an absolutely excellent story and it's a great sci-fi um it's a great sci-fi thriller and and there's a lot of really good like i said there's a lot of really good things that happen between you know point a and b where i'm not going to say them because anything past the first book would be a spoiler you okay. Know, yeah, I think that's very fair. Right. So Especially it's a six issue book and that's it. That's one of the yeah. things that's so nice about TKO too, is oh. they, they're written. They, they just, so we, so it sounds like, especially with what's happening to the parents in the second book, our second page, excuse me, you like things don't, like they're not slow at all. Like you're just going and rolling the entire time. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, not and, and, stop. and so the, 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 the tensions between this kids, you know, the emotions um, of seeing, you know, uh, all their parents, dead they're in class one moment and then boom the shit hits the fan and so the way that that unfolds and the way that you know this this government and the separatists uh you know that storyline plays out throughout the the the, the six issue arc is, uh, is is it's really fucking good and i'm really i'm really upset at, with myself for not knowing about this book um earlier because it's uh, it's a home run for sure did you get this when you got sarah no, no, I got this. So yeah, I think after. I saw the deal, um, you know, TKO uh, like last week. Oh, so wow. I read it. yeah. 
So oh, I read this. Like I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then I told you, I read the first book. And I said, I'm doing this. It was the first issue. And I said, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing this this week. And oh. uh, cause I got a comicsology. It was only like three bucks. Like you can't turn that down. Really? So I think what I will do is we, we had this discussion off air because you think I'm nuts for buying a book twice. But I think I'll buy a physical copy of this book to have it in my bookshelf because I'd like to have a nice TKO collection. Yeah. No, I, I – oh, yes, yes. I, I understand that. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, uh, you still have a couple of my books from TKO. I do. Yep. Yes, you yep. do. Uh, I just – I totally forgotten about that till right now because uh, I have a couple of TKO books that I want to read. I'm not sure if I'm going to talk about them on the show yet, but I haven't been able to uh, read them yet, so I won't know. But they only have so many. So it's very, very realistic to think that we could you know, roll through all of them and talk about them on the show other than Red Fork. But we may find another way to talk more about Red Fork sometime. But that was yeah. a book Doc wanted to read uh, right from the get-go and he did. And then I was reviewing it for Geeks Worldwide and it was outstanding. So let me ask you this then. When you look at uh, all the TKO books you've read, so you read all of the, the um, third wave, the most recent wave. You've read Sentient now and you've read Sarah. That's it, right? Yep. Okay. Where and I've read Seven Deadly Sins. I haven't read this one, and then I have a few others that we'll talk about another time. Where does Sentient rank among, I guess, the five that you've read so far? I would probably have it third. Okay. Red Fork, Sarah, Sentient, and All right. then I'd put, I'd put probably the Pole, and then Lonesome Days, Savage Nights. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think it's a very fair ranking. I think I would have the Pole as my number three and then i would have seven deadly sins and then i would have lonesome days savage yeah. nights did yeah. you by the way actually you i never got to ask you this when i when you read lonesome days savage nights i don't know if you're planning on doing it for a trade but did you get that kind of sensation i was talking about where it was just so intense with the writing or no yeah it's high octane you know okay it, all right good and, and it's you know and it's it's a lot to take in but but so good i mean TK i wanted more i want i, I did want yeah. more from that book but yeah, I, I, and, and, I, you, and, and it's possible they could do it. It's just a matter if you know. Yeah, it, it was it was it was good. It was like it could have been absolutely better, but the way it was written was so unique that it kind of helped go through, like cover for some of the flaws. I'm definitely going to go back and look at more of the phase two books and all the phase one books, and I think I think this is something that I'd like to have, like you know. Maybe not a leather-bound book collection, but I'd like to have a nice TKO collection. You mm -hmm. know, I think they look they look real sharp, you know, up on a bookshelf. And yeah. I mean, TKO, AWA, boom. I mean, but especially what TKO and AWA are doing, because I think I think they're doing it this way because they've gotta they've gotta get their foot in the door. They've gotta make an impact. So I think by doing these books where they're, uh, you know, only five, six, you know you know, mm -hmm. arc stories is great. Cause you, you, if you could tell a tight, good, captivating story in that window, mm -hmm. then it's going to keep bringing people back. And I especially love what TKO is doing, how they, they just putting it out all together in a graphic novel. Right. And if you want the single issues, you can get this, you know, this special collector collector box, which is great, but I, I love that. I love that. Just getting, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love collecting, you know, my floppies and, 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 and the individual books, but mm -hmm. just having the trade come out right from the rip so I can read the story all at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the, for, I mean, that's perfect for a guy like Keith, who I said yeah. before, he doesn't like to collect sing single issues anymore. I understand that. I mean, I personally like the single issues when you have for an arc, if you have three kick-ass covers, I want to have those covers separately because if I want to you know, put them out for a little right. while or whatever and take a look at those, but uh, in general, I, I prefer – I like reading single issues on my iPad. Um, yeah. 
and I, but if I'm, if I'm getting, you know, a trade, I don't want that on my iPad. No, thanks. I'm also right. that. I want to be able to rip through the, the actual book itself, but, um, but yeah, this, like, so, okay, this is now this is something obviously with TKO, you can't really turn much of their stuff into a show. It doesn't seem realistic because you're doing six, uh, unless you wanted to do like a mini series or whatever. Do right. you think sentient could become a movie? You know, so that's a good question. I hadn't thought about it. And you, know, you always ask me that question. How the hell have you not thought about that with, with this one? Because oh, I've had so much of the shit on my mind. You know? Oh, fair enough. Um, this would make a great animated movie. Like if they mm. made this an animated movie, I think that would be pretty badass. Okay. Because the story doesn't take place over a long period of time. So I would I would think a, a TV series is out. Unless they really wanted to like explore it and really kind of take it to, to further depths than what happened in the book. And I think if you did a live action movie, I don't know if there's enough there within this story. But if you did like a, like an hour animated movie, it would an be hour? tremendous. Oh. An hour, hour and a half top. You know what I mean? Like not nothing like didn't have to be, you know. Yeah, uh, nothing cool. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's just when I think an hour animated, it's like, well, wait a minute. Is there like. Yeah, it's not like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I, I understand not having things be too long. I mean, we look at the CW shows. I know with like, you know, thinking about giving Clark and Lois or Superman and Lois, whatever it is called, a, a chance. Like, well, that's probably going to be 22 episodes long. <laughs> if that is, I'm out. Like, it's too much, but but I mean, like, at the same time, I want you know an hour long to me is like, well, wait a second. So yeah, but, yeah, you're right. An hour and a half, I think, yeah. would be tight. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, okay, yeah. all right. So in and then with the my other thing is like we're like I talked to you about it before the way it's set up it, with the parents getting off like that so early makes it much more appealing to me. But when it's all just kids at first, I'm like, huh, you know, I'm not as much of a, a child actor hater as the rest of the DSG, but I do understand the frustrations with that. It's obviously different when we're talking about the written word or in comics and everything. But do you feel like there's any point where there are certain kids? It's like this is just it's not working for me. No, because it doesn't. It doesn't like the focus is on the you know it's about the kids, but they're being put in a position where they have to act like adults, mm -hmm. and and they're um, you know they're interacting with the AI with Valerie. And there's a lot of animosity between a couple of the characters. So it only really focuses on three characters. Okay. The, the AI uh, and, and two of the older children. And then, you know, you get, you know, you get little, you know, moments and conversations, but it doesn't have that feel at all because they're, 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 they're having to act as adults or having to, um, you know, do adult things. And while still being children, so there's a great dynamic there. And Lemire, you know, might be better than all these guys at character stuff uh, when it comes to really, you know, extracting emotion out and putting it on the page and having you feel it. Um, that it's, it's just, I can't, I was very surprised at how great this book was um, only because I had never heard of it and I read it and I was like, okay. And then boom, it just, it just kind of knocked my socks off. So let me ask you this, Joe, you say they have to do adult stuff. Are we talking like, Lando L337 action? <laughs> no, we're we're talking about you know flying a ship. Oh you know? that okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Sorry. Yeah. It's just sometimes my head is just it just wanders. So anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean you said they're older, so I figured, you know, maybe they're like you know 18, and that's old enough, right? With a robot. I don't know what age of consent is with robots. So, anyways, um, yeah. all right. So I, I can be I'm be honest with you. This was a book that was like when Doc's talking about it, you know, obviously you're talking about it, so I want to give it a chance, but this is one just I've seen the ads for it plenty, and as much as it's Lemire's, I just, I don't think I'm going to do it. But now, I think I will legitimately want to give it a shot. 
because yeah. of the stuff that you've said about it. So well done selling this book. For me, the book that I'm talking about this week is going to be a much easier sell because I know Keith loves it. And this is a, I mean, this book is a huge hit. I'm talking about Saga from Image Comics. And actually, you know, you talk, you mentioned how, how, you know, what AWA is doing and what, um, Boom is doing and TKO, of course, too. Like uh, how these indie book uh, companies are really starting to rise through the ranks and give some quality stuff and a lot, quite a bit of it as well. Image is, you know, they're the one that set the foundation for all this stuff. And, yeah. and Saga is by no means a new book. I mean, it, it had a 54 issue run, which apparently is the uh, first half of the story. Now, uh, before. I go any further because Lord knows I always forget to do this. This is written by Brian K. Vaughn. Artist is Fiona Staples. Letterer is uh, Phonographics. Now, uh, that means, of course, if I'm not denoting a colorist, that Fiona Staples also took care of that as well, um, the colors in, in this. And I'll tell you what, when I for I was not, I did not read this as it when it was an ongoing issue, when Saga, when, uh, Saga first came out. I, I'd heard about it after it began. And, uh, and I, this is like before the period where I'm like, I really want to start reading indie books, non super. It was more specifically non superhero books because I was I did read Spawn and I, there was some like TMNT stuff that I was reading as well, uh, but I just it wasn't. I hadn't made that leap just quite yet. And and I read when I read Preacher because like because as you know like our timelines for when we got into books and all this kind of stuff um, into certain genres and all that is a little bit disjointed and different from one another. When I've read Preacher, that kind of I believe that was the book that changed everything for me. I mean, I, I absolutely love that book. Who doesn't? And that's that's one that you and I will probably find a way to talk about at some point down the line, but we would never devote an episode to it because you've read it and I've read it. So it just doesn't work for for TLDR purposes for the main issues at least. When I what what Preacher did for me, Saga can do for absolutely anybody. No, no doubt in my mind. This is the easiest book that I've, I've ever, uh, what are the, what, no, sorry, not the easiest. It's one of the easiest books to read period. I mean, you can just flow through this. And honestly, if someone came up to me and said, I didn't read, I hadn't read it before after talk, after hearing about it further, you know, I read three trades in one night, I would not be stunned. Like it's, it, it's just that easy. It's that good. And the thing for me that, that really won me over with giving it a shot wasn't even the pre preacher helped, but even then I still waited a while to pick this up doc. What won me over was the outrage when Brian K. Vaughn and, and Fiona Staples put things on pause after, you know, I think it was back in 18, 54 issues in, you know, we still got more to go, but we're putting it on pause. People were so distraught about this. It wasn't an end, you know, but it's just, you get a cliffhanger and all this stuff. And I, I mean, to me, we, you're doing an indie book and you're getting something like that. You know, you're doing something right. And, um, and I, I've, I really, like the, the best way to, like, so I, I don't want to, like, again, you talked about how you don't want to say anything past the first issue. I want to be careful how far I go into this as well. <laughs> it's not, it's seriously, it's not a hard sell guys. I promise you like of all, like, is it my favorite book necessarily that I've talked about on here? No, because I have certain characters that I really love. I mean, I talked about red hood that I don't know if that was my favorite red hood book, but I love anything red hood Deathstroke, obviously all that stuff too. And Sarah, I've said it is one of my absolute favorites, but, um, but with with uh, but Saga it may be objectively the best book that I've talked about on here 
for uh, for an episode objectively and i and it's one of those like sarah i feel comfortable recommending to pretty much anybody saga i feel comfortable with rick to recommending to um to everybody because like the thing is doc i re i remember like as i was going through some stuff you know I, i'm skimming just you know refresh for the issue and everything and you know you get caught up on a couple pages you know you, you start reading it again and there are some pages that like i gasped and laughed on the same fucking page I don't know how that happens, but it did. And they, they just like this, this story is outstanding. The main characters that we're dealing with are Elena and Marco. You have other characters like the will, and then you got Prince robot and all this kind of stuff. Um, but Elena and Marco are the main two that we're dealing with. And the, and the narrator is actually, um, this is not spoiling anything. Cause you learn this in the first issue is their daughter, Hazel, who is a newborn baby in the first issue. So it's like you don't get you know it, it, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I don't want to again don't want to spoil anything, but that is in the first issue. And if I was to summarize, like I didn't pull up the synopsis, but a good way to to describe this whole series because stuff changes from issue to issue is it's like I, I don't know who said this. I don't think it was Keith because I heard I remember Keith saying that he read it before I had read it, but it's like a space soap opera. But at yeah. the same time, like it's better written than a soap opera. So you know it's not it's not like cheesy or anything, but um, like it's about love, it's about war, it's about family, it's about finding oneself. Um, it's action. There's a whole lot of fucking weirdness, and it's just and they built this this universe too. And it's not like you know you're not you're dealing with other stories. You know you like I said you have Elena and Marco that you're focused on, but there are other stories that are happening all along the way with other characters that I mentioned throughout this. So it's um. It's honest to God, like we have a lot of these books we recommend and they're, we think they're really good and we would probably give them usually if we're talking about them a nine, you know, some eights and 8.5s will slip in as well. Of course, to me, I don't, you know, I don't give out many tens, but this would, this one really pushes that limit. Yeah. I mean, for a book to, for us to talk about a book on the show, it's got to be important to us. It's, it's, it, they're, they're borderline all timers. Because we're not going to talk about something that was just we wouldn't recommend highly, you mm -hmm. know, to someone. And these are all books that have 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 that, that speak to us in some way. We read them and it makes us go, "Holy shit, this this was fucking good. Mm -hmm. this, this was this was this was fucking good." And so, how many volumes is this? Because I've got the first three volumes on my Comicsology app, which I've been. This is one of those books I've been dying to read. But I haven't started because it it, it seems like a, a fairly daunting uh, undertaking. Okay, that's a great question. I believe it's nine. And yeah. um, but here's the thing: like, it's I understand that it's daunting, and that was part of my apprehension as well. And actually, my friend who I actually went to high school with, who works at Newberry Comics, she like pushed me to be like just just get it. You're, you're gonna like it. Don't don't overthink it or whatever. It's amazing. And um, but Doc, I'm telling you. You you read faster than I do. You definitely make a more time to read than I do. Sometimes I wish I could separate myself from work a little more. That's another story. You you like you will crush this book. I'm telling you. I'm I'm no, I just in general. I am not a fast reader. I, I yeah. like it's. I didn't read as much as a kid as I should have, and it's fine. I'm making up for lost time. At least you I, can read. Yeah, at least I can read. There are some people in the DSG who, you know, like we, we shouldn't joke about that. That's not I, nice. I, I, they, they don't. They don't. I don't think Mac or Goose. Shit, I shouldn't have said their names. 
It's not like they make well, fun of any of us, so we really shouldn't make fun right. of them. They are the nicest podcast in the entire DSG, of course. They so are. I want to make fun are. of them for their, their shirts. Nicest podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not nicest looking, but the nicest. I shouldn't make well, fun of that. No one, no one, no one can you know match this. Exactly. Know? But we got to stop. And first, it's their illiteracy and now it's their physical appearance. It's just not cool. But I'm telling you, you will crush this book. Is you honestly? Yeah. I'm I'm not kidding. I said if someone came back to me and said. I read this the three three trades in one night after you told me this. I wouldn't be surprised if you read nine trades in a week, Doc. You yeah. specifically. Is that I good? love I love Brian Kavon. I don't know. Have you read Paper Girls? No, but I I'm thinking like, you didn't did you not like that as much? No, I love it and I want to do it on the show. So <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. That was when I was thinking about um I was gonna do it uh early on and then I no, let me do this and I and then I you know and then we really got cooking with everything else, but you know, Paper Girls is great. That was one that uh, I believe uh, either Keith or Davey talked about um, one day. It might have been like their year-end sort of thing where they, you know, the best of, and they, they mentioned that um, in one of those. And I, that's six or seven volumes, and it's it's mm. absolutely fantastic. I love the way, uh, you know, Brian K. Vaughn writes, and he definitely gets weird, which I love, right? And so – uh, Have you read I, Sex I, Criminals? I, no, I haven't. Okay, because that's your guy. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. Uh, th that may be maybe well, one of us should do that at some point because I was listening to an interview with with Zdarsky a while back, and the following for that is apparently ridiculous. And I had Zdarsky, no. Idea. I mean, you want to get weird? Zdarsky gets weird. I read so he wrote a two book series called um, White Trees or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I the names escape me right now, but that was fucked up. It was excellent. But it was weird, man. And so hmm. Zdarsky gets weird, and it's that's why I love these guys because yeah. they're, they're, they're 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 able to write really weird shit, but then you know also really really you know uh, you know focused and, and really good shit as well. So they, they've got they've got quite a range, and I know Zdarsky can get weird, and and Brian K. Vaughn can get weird, and uh, so this is definitely something I've got to read. Yeah, thousand percent. You have to read that, and the other one too that you're gonna have to talk about at some point soon because I would like to read it is Harold County. I know you've been uh, you've thought talked about doing that too. I know that's more of a yeah. dork uh, Tober book, but I need to read that doc. But okay. um, but yeah, so it doesn't mean you do it next week. We have time, okay? But I'm just saying it's somewhere down the line. I I, I want to um yeah. I don't want to wait for Dork Tober. No, okay. no, I wouldn't. Wait. I wouldn't wait for it. Maybe maybe I'll plan it right around because I'm doing a hotel. Uh, for uh, Valentine's Day week, Ooh. so maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Ooh. I'll do. Uh... <laughs> yes, I cannot wait to read this one. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear about it. I mean, yeah. I part of me wants, uh, part of me wants to read it and then just talk about it, like hear you talk about it in general, because I know it, it's like you said it. It looks freaking terrifying at first, and it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Ugh, I cannot wait for that one. I, I've been excited for some of the stuff you've had planned, but that one. I mean, so maybe I'll maybe I'll you know do a little little mini spooktacular or something like that where I'll do hotel in, in Harrow County in close proximity to each other. Spooktacular, Ooh, I like that. All right, <laughs> should, now uh, that's it for Saga. Unless you have oh, and um, as for if the, I, I imagine you would want to know if you could be turned into a movie or a yeah. show, it could absolutely be turned into either. If it's a show, though, it has to be you know like a, a franchise type thing, like three movies, two movies, or whatever. It means probably needs to be more than that. So I would probably yeah. recommend a show. Yeah. And don't go crazy with the amount of episodes. Keep it tight. Keep it like eight, ten episodes. I'm sure some people would prefer six, but 
you could probably do eight, ten, and be fine. Um, yeah, I think eight to ten for something of this of this breadth would be would be appropriate because I I think it's there's too much there for it to be. I wouldn't want it to be a movie franchise. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But it, it, and, I, and I think a show, you know, HBO, Amazon, Netflix, Netflix. You know, Netflix. You, I mean, look, they got old, the old guard, and I think at some point down the line, I will do an episode on the old guard. It, ah, if you're doing that, I mean, Saga, like, no disrespect to Old Guard, but I mean, that one I would imagine did pretty well. I enjoyed it. We talked about it on Change Your Mind, the movie itself, um, all, you know, when it came out. Saga is just is one of the best things that Image has had. And they've had some good stuff, don't get me wrong, but Saga was just something else. So yeah. I I would love to see Netflix get their hands on that. And then I, I'm sure that somebody already had called dibs on it. I mean, you know, like with, oh, with, Netflix has bought so many of these properties. Like, yeah. I mean, Snyder's got what, what I know it's you know, it's Scott Snyder, but like he got you uh, with Uncovered Country to get a, a movie or or a show deal before it even came yeah. out. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Saga should have no issues. But if you like, I'm sure you guys see that if you go to a Newberry or other other comic stores that you know try and you know share a bunch of teaser books you know things that are popular that you may want to give a shot if you see saga and you haven't picked it out and you're looking for something different to read or if you're just looking for something good to read in general and you haven't read it do not hesitate do not be like me who waited way too long once i first saw saga it is outstanding i promise you that and that is coming from me and it's also coming from i keep i know I, I didn't talk to him that I, tell him I was doing this episode but i know keith loves it because yeah. we saw the that tweet from tko studios which you and i both retweeted Yep. And it what was it uh what, what are your favorite non superhero Yep. Yeah. Now Preacher for me is um is number one with a bullet, but Sarah's right there behind it. And Sarah's right. one I would recommend I, I have recommended to other people. Like that's an easy one to say, you know, you you want to try comics out, pick this up. It's not yeah. all just superheroes. Pick up Sarah for sure. But Preacher's not far off from from it's just Preacher gets so fucking weird. Yeah, that's true. That's true, no. That was intense. Yeah, it is. So, but what did you? Uh, what ones did you list off? I'll get so Keith's I, list. So I went. Uh, you know, it was very recency bias on my part. You know, I, I it was just kind of late at night when I when I put this out there, and I was sort of running out of brain power. But so I, I think I think this would be a great discussion for you know to dedicate more time to. Uh, but I went with some books that that really are have really sort of you know, spoken to me over the past year or so. And I went with, uh, I mean, I'm always going to go with Usagi Ojimbo. For me, that is just one of my pillars. I love that, um, that whole series in that world. Uh, but also Philadelphia by Rodney mm-hmm. Barnes. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, that's just been epic. It's just been, it's been next level. Um, something is killing the children. I mean, it's, 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 it's tiny. The story, like I said, is, is, is kicking into a, kicking into a second gear here, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and then what was the other one I, I said? Um, oh, Red Fork. Oh, and, and Red Fork. So, you know, it That's was, it, it was, it was, <laughs> so this book just like I read it and I was just, it left such an imprint on me. And I mean, all the books that I read that we've done for the show and I read in general, I love. Um, but there's a few books that just like last year, they make you think well, well beyond when you read it. This was one of them. And, and uh, and I responded to Alex uh, Packendell because he he he, re- he replied to the tweet and I said the the only other book in recent memory that I can think of that made that sort of an impact on me was Jeff Lemire's Royal City, mm. which is a book that I, I will most likely do at some point. But it's it's a heavy book. Uh, and then you should with, absolutely fucking do it on here. And, what do you mean? It, I haven't read that. And it deals with a lot of heavy issues. Uh, but every issue and, and when it was done, just 
I, I thought about that book for weeks afterwards. Uh, and because I think it touches, it's going to touch a lot of people in, and some people might have a hard time reading it. Uh, but it was just so good. So Red Fork was just so well written, so well drawn. It was, uh, it was the first real horror book where I was like, Oh man, like fuck, you know, and you just keep, <laughs> you just keep thinking about it. So did you have a book gasm? Uh, I did have a book gasm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a saga thing. So I just, oh, okay. Just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I just find a way to, to, to wedge that in somehow. But uh, key, fl- so I listed off those two, and you, seriously, Joe, you got to do an episode on that. It's not like you have a ton of talk I, I'm, about. I'm going to do it. I just, you know, I think yeah. we could actually do an episode. Maybe we could do an episode. Like we, we, you know, we saved the annual as a special little thing that we did at the end of the year. But it doesn't mean we can't do other things like that somewhere down the line to, to kind yeah. of spice things up because there are books that you and I both like that we can't talk about under the format that we've set up for ourselves. So and we'll preacher we'll, and that'd be a good way to get preacher and red fork and some of these other books. American. Well, actually you haven't read American vampire. So maybe I need to do that at some point yeah. down the line as well, because that's another one that I consider um, when we're, we're having this kind of discussion. And I know Keith does as well. There was another one that I listed off to him. Why am I drawing a blank on my fourth book? Oh, uh, no, it was saga. That was the other. Duh, yeah. I said that already. That's why I was confused. Now uh, Keith listed off his and he said, preacher, American Vampire, A Hundred Bullets, Saga, Why the Last Man, and um, that's just the letter Y, and then yep. The Walking Dead, which of course is yep. um, you know legendary series. I've only read so much of that. Um, I you know found out about it after the show came out, so yep. I, I I will I plan to work my way through all of that. But that's one where it's like there's there's a, a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a hundred issues, ninety something issues, I think. Uh, oh, wow. I think it's almost. I think it's closer to 200, Doc. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what, if you're a fan of the series or you liked the series and then kind of fell off, but you thought you thought they just maybe mishandled things, the book – I mean, I've never heard people say a bad thing about the book. The book's getting re-released in color. Yeah. So you can, you guys can copy something was the last issue. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. So you can definitely go back and, and read it. If you, or if you like the show and just never read the book, like I did, you can go and do that if you want. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they've got numerous omnibuses that are, I mean, like are inches thick. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. They got a ton of stuff and it's just, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see anything else. So of course you guys can check out all the other DSG stuff over on the hashtag dork shared universe, Facebook page. You can listen to change my mind on the same channel that you listen to TLDR, which is changed by my audio channel. And of course, over on geeks worldwide radio, where they get some other stuff over there as well. Some of the podcasts, Joe, I know you guys are doing your, uh, I heard it both ways over on Thursday where you talk to your lesser half or <laughs> third. Or whatever you want to call that bastard. Um, <laughs> and this week, episode ten. Uh, so that's that's coming at you Thursday night at eight thirty. Um, of I heard it both ways. Uh, me and Billy D. Will be uh, it's a fun a fun episode from Earth to Starbucks. I believe is the name of the episode. And uh, we've got some I've heard it both ways merch. And he finally got some PCP merch mm. up on the public. Yeah, so. I, I, we agreed that you weren't going to say his name on the show anymore. So I don't well, know what the, what the hell that shit's about. We said your name on the other show. You know, I got to keep. Well, it. it's not a you and you know he, he who shall not be named thing. It's not a me and you thing. So <laughs> uh, I what else? Is there? Oh, we have the the tie in tie in yep. issue four for us later uh, on in this week for DC Future State. No draft this week, right? 
no draft this week. No more um, new issues coming out. I still have to read um, my two books, um, Aquaman and uh, oh god, I got stuck with Legion of Superheroes, written by uh, <laughs> written by Freddy's boy uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, oh, okay. I still have Superman versus Imperius Lex to to read as well. So, yeah, yeah, that that yes. So, so woo, some of these, yeah, some hey, some of them are good. Like I told you, we'll talk more about Suicide Squad. And that I, I will lead off with that next week as long as I remember to, to be the first one to talk about it. But it is important if you're reading, if you're a fan of DC Comics or if you're waiting for the um, the mainline stuff to come back. That this is important, I think. I'm 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 half excited for Aquaman because I, I glanced quickly. I didn't read it. I just went down to see the score, but uh, our guy Percy over at uh, Geeks Worldwide uh, reviewed it and he gave it an eight and a half. So he also gave flat. I was actually looking at something. He gave Flash a six. He did give Flash a six, and I was a little higher on Flash. Mm. Uh, not that I'd give it, uh, you know, extremely high marks, but uh, so I, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to reading Aquaman. Which I, I never know, thought I'd say. I know I'm asking you, you know, like you know, on the spot, but would you have given the Flash seven, seven point five, eight? Probably is seven, seven and a half. Okay. Maybe eight, but somewhere okay. in that range. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that just means that you and Percy have different tastes, which yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So I am, I'm curious to see what he ends up giving, uh, how you end up feeling about Aquaman if he's yeah. that high on it. Cause maybe you guys are opposites. Yeah, maybe. All right. And so until uh, next time, doc, stay sexy. You know it. <laughs>